everybody, welcome back to Rock Talk with Dr. Cropper. Today is episode 167, and we're going to be discussing the Grateful Dead's 1968 album, Anthem of the Sun, for its uh, 55th anniversary, which was back in July. This is going to be the first of a few very brief album episodes. Um, I debated not doing them at all, but because they were all on the schedule initially, I thought, whatever, we'll do a a, uh, a quick Cole's notes sort of take on them. So anyway, uh, before we get going, I just want to thank you for stopping by. I know the amount of alone time it takes to get through a podcast isn't always easy to come by these days. So I appreciate you entrusting me with yours and hope you will find that you chose wisely. Uh, as always, I encourage you to follow the show on any and all social media platforms, particularly Instagram and the handles are listed in the description. Um, if you're interested in a bit more content from me, consider subscribing to Rock Talk Plus at the link in the description. And if you feel so inclined to leave a rating interview, if that's an option, wherever you listen, those are very helpful to me. So Anthem of the Sun is the Dead's second album after their self-titled debut in March 67. And this one was released July 18th, 1968 recorded from September 67 until my birthday, March 31st, 1968. So that's cool. Um, it quite obviously hails from the epicenter of the psychedelic era of San Francisco, right in the heart of it in 67, 68 there, uh, everything down to the cover art. Um, the fact that it's, uh, one of the first concept albums really with, all of the songs sort of flowing into each other like one continuous suite um, almost flows more like a one of their you know second set jam suites in one of their shows in that sense um, and maybe it was their attempt to capture that in the studio um, the recording process was kind of interesting they uh, it's like a sort of collage type uh, merging of studio and live stuff um which makes it a funny sort of hybrid album um you got some unusual instrumentation added to it uh kazoo harpsichord timpani trumpet guiro uh it's the first album of theirs to feature mickey hart and also uh, tom constantin who was their keyboard player there uh in addition to Big Ben, at the end of the 60s, in the so-called Primal Dead era. Um, despite such an unusual, even potentially chaotic uh, composition and recording process, I think it sounds pretty cohesive, uh, flows really well with all of the songs flowing together, as I mentioned. Um, so we start off with That's It for the Other One, which uh, pales in comparison to its live counterparts, but still... Um, gets the point across just the same uh and then that flows into new potato caboose uh one of their uh prettiest songs i think in terms of just the melody itself uh i think it's pretty underrated actually it's too bad they didn't play it past uh what's the last performance of it 69 sometime i think i don't even think they played it in 1970 um anyway I fell in love with it when I got the Fillmore West 69 box set. They play it 
at the March 1st show, uh, which I now have on vinyl too, uh, one of my favorites in the collection. Anyway, um, that one I think uh, comes off a bit, or doesn't, I guess, doesn't improve as much in the live setting compared to what we have represented here. Uh, does improve, but it's not like the other one where you're comparing it to 30 plus minute epics. Um, and then New Potato Caboose flows seamlessly into Born Cross-Eyed. Um, and uh, that that's a nice little arc um, in terms of dynamics and everything to wrap up side one. Uh, and then you got the Alligator Caution Suite uh, which is decently jammed out, actually. Um, I know the narrative is always that they could never capture the live magic in the studio, and I think there's some truth to that, but I think they actually get decently close here on Alligator and Caution. Um, anyhow, anyway, I don't have a ton to say about this, really. Um, is it essential listening I don't know if I would say that I'd probably point you toward some of the better shows from this era first but uh, I do think it's quite good and if for those who aren't inclined to check out bootlegs and listen to complete shows I think it uh, is a more than adequate representation of some important uh, pieces in their catalog so that's it for today. Uh, next one is a surprise, but will be in your record shops, uh, otherwise known as the podcast app, tomorrow. See you later.